about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to another week on the program called All In With The Lord. In the days that we live in, it's very difficult for anyone if you're not all in with the Lord. The world impacts you from so many different directions all at once. If you're a news listener, you get impacted daily. If you are a a follower of the internet, you are impacted probably momentarily with notices on your phone. Every way that it's possible to get information into your life. And as a Christian, there are certain things we need to accomplish on this planet. And we have a destiny. We have been chosen by the Father who created us, and we have been chosen to fulfill a destiny that He has planned for us. But there is an enemy, an adversary called the devil, Lucifer, who does anything and everything he can to delay stop or interfere in your destiny. Now, when you were chosen by the Creator to come into this realm, the earth realm, you came from an existence that existed before coming here, or God could not have said in His Word that He foreknew us. He foreknew you, and you were chosen. You were chosen as one of the ones that could make it, that you could succeed. But in the process through Adam, we lost the ability to walk with God in the cool of the day and just ask Him questions. God, the supplier of all wisdom, the supplier of all knowledge, the supplier of all things. It was originally intended for Adam to continue to walk with God whenever he needed a revelation of how something worked, it would happen. He would get it. He would get the revelation. So, what happened is Adam fell from that position of being able to tap into all the information necessary to have success in every area of life. Now, as we were born into this earth years and years and years later 
we come under what was called the original fall or the original sin. And in coming into that original sin, we fall short of being able to have all the wisdom necessary. But God had a plan to get us back. The minute Adam failed, God had a plan to get us back. And he implemented the plan. And the plan required he, him to insert himself into the earth. Now, Jesus came into this earth, but Jesus was with God in the beginning. When all of existence that we are aware of was created by the Creator, Jesus was with him. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I think what happens to all of us is we lose track of the fact that we are spirit beings living in a physical body. What does that mean? Because spirit, the spirit is alive, it's, it's, it's real, but the physical body that we live in acts differently and, and accesses life through the senses, the, the senses that we have, the physical senses, the eye gate, the mind gate, the speech gate, the, I mean, all the different senses, the feelings that come on us, the emotions. We have multiple ways of experiencing the reality of what we call life. But, we are spirit men and women in a physical body. And everything that God created was created from the Spirit. It was created out of the Spirit. And I believe we lose track of the fact that we are spirit beings because we, we grow up, we got to eat, we got to go to the bathroom, we got to get dressed, we got to do whatever it is we do. And we just get going. And we forget that we are spirit beings. Or we never got taught that we are spirit beings. Like God. He told us. He made us in his image and his likeness. I'm not going to read it today. Go to Genesis and read it yourself. But the thing we have to realize is that from the beginning, God... Jesus and the Holy Spirit are our total, were meant to be our total source for everything. When God created the earth and created everything as it is, oxygen is on the earth because this earth suit needs oxygen to breathe, to live. So we have oxygen, we have food. 
we have sunlight, then and it doesn't burn us up. It's the exact right distance from the earth. It always amazes me that when people that know so much tell us there is no divine creator, they have no comprehension of the accuracy that was put into building the earth, the sun, the moon, the distance, everything is just so complexly done in a positive, wonderful way that if it was a few degrees this way or that way, you eat, we'd either burn up, we wouldn't have oxygen, we'd die, we couldn't live, and yet an environment has been created by which this earth suit can live. And then we are inserted, the spirit being is inserted into the earth suit for a span of time. What I'm trying to point out here is that God, the Creator, is our source. He created everything for us. He is the source to, that we are to look to. He created an environment that will feed us, take care of us, give us everything we need if we will trust and do what He said to do. <laughs> so, how does it work? What are some of the things that we need to be doing? Number one is we've learned to look to other people or ways in order to even make money. Money seems to be the big one. People really struggle with this. And Well, here's what they struggle with. How do I know it's God's will for me to have money? Holy smokes. Well, is it God's will for you to breathe? Is it God's will for you to eat? Is it God's will for you to succeed or to fail? Well, I don't know. Well, that's the part you got to get straightened out before you can go any further. God created you to have dominion over the earth. Go read it in Genesis. He didn't create you to be failure. He made you in his own image, and he's not a failure. But here's what we've learned to do as we grow up, as we become young adults and grow older. We either look to the government for, for our food, for our money, for our sustenance, or we look to other people, or we look to any business any business that we might own as we get older and think that's the way we make money. And it could be one of the ways, but it's not our source. Our source is the creator of the universe. And we've learned and been taught to take our thinking and put it on people or the government or business, rather than God. God has created a method whereby we can utilize Him to get everything we want. And we do that because He's our source and He created 
a quantum world around us that provides us with everything that we need to live. You can't see it. It's invisible. It, but it's there. We came and were made out of the dust of the ground, out of dirt. So if you could have, if you were manufactured originally, if all of us were manufactured out of dirt, that dirt is now in you and you're alive and you are a descendant of the original dirt that was used to create Adam. He only went to the ground once. He got the dirt and made Adam. Spoke to the dirt. Let there be man. Let there be life in the man. And he breathed it into us. Jesus was with him in the beginning. Jesus was there when God made Adam. He was there when he spoke light be. He probably was the one speaking it because he became the mouthpiece for God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is his will? This is the big one that everybody has to get around. People say, I don't know how to pray because I don't know what his will is. Well, the Bible is his last will and testament. We have the old will, the covenant, and we have the new will and covenant. So when you go to church every Sunday, you're going to hear your, the, the reading of the will, if it's being taught right. So we don't want to look to the government for our, as our source. We don't want to look even to our job, even though we need a job to pay bills. And we don't want to look to other people to take care of us. We want to look to our source, which is God. And he's told us, and when Jesus came back to fix everything, he told us that we are to use faith in God. And by using faith in God, we don't need money. Faith becomes the currency to get us whatever it is we want. I don't know if a lot of Christians operate this way, to be honest with you. We talk big about faith, but don't necessarily use it to get anything. The minute you get done talking about it, you go to the bank account and see where the next money's coming from. Instead of expecting God to supply from somewhere you don't even know where it's coming from. So what is faith and how do we use it? And how do we retrain our minds that it's not our bank account that has anything to do with what we want, need, or get. But it's Jesus and God in Jesus, our source. We are after the blessing of Abraham. That's our supply. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing that was promised to Abraham, is where our stuff should be coming from. 
not from our family inheritance, not that you can't take it and enjoy it. <clears throat> you should if it's part of your family inheritance. And not from your family taking care of you. Not from the government checks that are available to all of us. Not from our business income, which is available to those who own businesses. And not of certainly expecting other people to come pay your bills all the time. So, if we're not looking there, where are we looking? To the source. To God Almighty, who created in this earth a system that will bring us whatever we want, whenever we want it. When we believe two things. Number one, that it exists. And number two, that we are worthy to receive anything we want without working for it. Most people crumble even on the first one, just thinking that there is a system that wants to get you whatever you need. And secondly, of course, I'm just not worthy of that. So we have been fed a pack of lies from the devil, from the enemy, to try and stop us from utilizing the completeness of what God made us to be. <clears throat> God made us to take dominion. He gave us everything that we want and need it's available, let's put it that way. Some people get more than others. Some people get nothing. Depending on what side of the world you were born on, you may find that you, you were born in an area that is impoverished pretty bad. <coughs> what are you going to do? If you get the word, then you can rise out of it. All you need is a copy of the Bible and be able to read it and let the Holy Spirit interpret it. But if you're born here in America, you got no excuse. <clears throat> you really don't, because everything is at our fingertips. Let me read a couple scriptures. This is 1 Corinthians 8, 6. Yet for us, there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things, for whom we have life and one Lord, Jesus Christ, the through and by whom are all things, and through and by whom we ourselves exist." He's the source of everything. You could not exist apart from Jesus Christ. You can't. Even if you're a non-believer, the life that you have in you came from God. <laughs> and God is in Jesus. Jesus is in us. Not everyone has accepted Jesus as their Lord, but he is the reason you have life in you. 
And the Holy Spirit's job is being a holy frequency of data to tell you and show you how everything works. Philippians 4.19 is a popular verse. A lot of people are familiar with it. Some probably not. And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> there was a time when I repeated that scripture over and over and over again because I just couldn't, couldn't get it at first. My God will liberally supply, but that wasn't the truth in my life. It wasn't the truth at that time in my life that my God will supply all my needs. And yet I was breathing oxygen. I was living on a planet, getting a suntan, enjoying what the sun brings as far as energy. So God was supplying my food and my sun and my oxygen, but yet somehow all my needs weren't met and I didn't understand <coughs> that they could be because I was taught you have not in your life because maybe you don't earn enough or you don't do this or do that. God wants to supply all of our needs. He gave us a mechanism called faith, to, and he provided us himself as the source of creating anything and everything you could ever want and need. Why did he do all this? Because he wants you to know him, and he wants you to know he's not a ruthless dictator, but a loving, compassionate Lord king. He's a king. And you will serve a king. You'll either serve Jesus the king, or you'll serve the enemy, Lucifer, at the end of your life. And maybe you're serving him now. I don't know. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. Every good gift, no matter how big or small, is coming to you from the source. Now, what we learn to do is stop looking to the source. Where's the source? <clears throat> now, I named it. If you're getting checks or paid for, paid your life being paid from business or whatever, that's wonderful. But that's not your source. You got the job because of your source. You got the government check because of your source. <clears throat> you got everything you have because of your source. Do you understand that there's a source, and his name is Jesus, God living in you? Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. Now, we limit it and say, well, that's the only place I can get it since my job is providing it or my government check. 
And then we change our thinking. Say, well, that's my money. That's who I am. And we stop looking to the outside source, which is God, <laughs> where you can have everything anytime by believing, by using your faith. When we have a big whiteboard in front of us, big picture, a big whiteboard, and we put a little black dot in the middle of that board, and I say to you, what do you see? Most people will say, I see a black dot. And that's true. There is a black dot. But there is also a white surrounding board. Nobody mentions the white board. They just focus on the dot. Your current income is your dot. You keep focusing on that dot. You're missing all that's available. People fight. I, I see it in business. They fight marketing. I don't need marketing. Okay. You don't need marketing. Okay. You don't need what everybody else is using to tell other people about what you do. I get it. Okay. I'm focused here on what I do. That's a small dot, but you got to get outside that dot and get all of the other people that know about that dot in order to sell that dot. <clears throat> so what I see people doing is we have available all of this, everything. And what we do with it is narrow it down to this little dot. And we say, this is the only way I can live. Isn't that what a homeless person has pretty much done? Taken everything out of their life and focused on this is what I want to do. This is all that I am. I don't have more than this. I feel bad for them, sure. But I'd rather teach them that there's a lot more to life than that little black dot. The place that they're living. The little space in life that they occupy. See, you occupy a space and God has an original destiny for you. But you need to realize that that space you occupy is a small segment of who you are. When you step out of this body, everything will get big again and you'll see everything. And you'll realize, man, I had all that available to me while I was in this body. I wouldn't call this a, uh, a video game that we're living in because it's no joke when you suffer and when you go through life without. But it is an experience that was created and given us given an opportunity to live like God, to be like him, to see what it's like to be God. That's, that's, that was his plan. I want to create a creation that can be just like me and experience what I experience because life is great. And Lucifer came and stole that from Adam, and we are descendants of the stolen goods. So our packages are corrupted by what was put into our heads from the time we were born. God wants to bless you 
God wants to bless you today. God wants to overwhelmingly bless you right now. Can you believe that? Can you receive that? When we come back from this short break, we're going to talk more about how to renew our minds with the Word of God. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Thanks for staying with us. We're talking about who our source of income is, our source of health, and of course, our source for eternity. Eternity can only exist because God created it. Otherwise, you would just shut off like a, you know, like your memory when you people think when they die, that's it. Some people think that. But your memory, everything would shut right off and you wouldn't remember anything. It would be pointless. It would be so pointless. The experience of having traveled to earth from wherever we came from and have the opportunity to live in a created body that not only looks decent, and, um, and I think women do look decent, and some guys do. Some guys don't take care of themselves. But that's another story. God created. Can you only imagine how beautiful Eve must have been and how good-looking Adam must have been? If God made him, <laughs> he made him quite well. Now, here we are. And however old you are, you're going through whatever you're going through, wondering how can I succeed in, in my life. Maybe you're married. Maybe you're alone doesn't matter. You're still made in the image and the likeness of God. And God wants you to know that he wants you, wants you, and created for you an opportunity to live a great experience on this planet. Each one of us, God has a destiny for. And what we've got to do is stop looking at our own thought of what our destiny is and get our mind on what God's destiny is for us. Here in Deuteronomy 28, 12, the Lord shall open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain of your land and its season, and to bless all the work of your hands. <laughs> and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall not have to borrow. You shall lend. The Lord shall open his good treasury. Okay, so let's just think about that. If your wife right now doesn't 
give you the treasury that you need. What's wrong? Where is it? What's going on? We have to look inward and realize that we are the ones focusing on the problem, the dot. Stop thinking about what you don't have and start focusing on what God said you can have. Psalm 103, verse 2 and 3. Bless affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits, who forgives every one of all inequities, who heals each one of all your diseases. That's the God we serve. That is the God we serve. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. You have to stop thinking he doesn't have a good will for you. Renew your mind with the fact that he has, get a new attitude that says he has a good and acceptable perfect will. And as a perfect will, it wouldn't be one where you're broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. That would be terrible for you to pin that on God. And over the years, people have done that. To think that we have a heavenly Father who loves us, he tells us, and oh yeah, he loves us. But somehow, he wants you to be broke, busted, sick, and disgusted? Not even possible. What a lie. Lie from straight from the pit of hell. So, God's perfect will is for you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, your soul is taking a ride in this vehicle called a body, a human body, and it's experiencing life good or bad, it's experiencing life. God is our source. He wants you to renew your mind and understand that he is not the reason you lack anything. He is not the reason. He is not holding something back for a better time. <coughs> He's given you the keys to the kingdom, to the vault, to the treasury, Open the door. Then Jesus, this is Matthew 4.10. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. It is written. What does that mean, it is written? It is legal for me to tell you, Get out, Satan. It is written. God's whole universe, eternity, all of existence is operating under the laws of the kingdom. 
and Satan has to abide by what is written. His only goal in all of this is to keep you from knowing what is written. And that's where the problem is. When I talk to people who ask me, if I want to pray for something, how do I get an answer right away? Well, I say, well, what do you, what do you believe God's will is for your life? Well, that's the problem. I don't know what his will is. <laughs> Before you can expect to get a positive result, you have to know that his will is for you to get a positive result. And it is. But a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people just don't realize God wants them to have their prayer answered immediately. Or they don't feel worthy. Well, he made you righteous. You are not going to ever be righteous on your own. It takes faith to be righteous. <laughs> By faith, you are righteous. By faith, you believe for whatever it is you are asking God to do. And you got to tell Satan to get out. Get out of my life. Get out of my thought. That's not mine. God has helped me to renew my mind, to understand he wants me to prosper in all that I do. That he wants me to succeed. He wants me to have more than enough money, more than enough health. More than enough. He wants me to have it. Isaiah 9, 6. For us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, <coughs> Prince of Peace. That's who Jesus was. He came into this earth to get you back and paid the price on the cross for you to have success in every area of your life. And any area where you are not having success right now is being stolen because it is written, it is written that Jesus delivered you from every evil of this present world. It is written and you have to read it to the devil. It is written, get your hands off my money. It is written, get your hands off my health. It is written, therefore it is legal, it is binding by the courts of heaven, and I have the blood of Jesus, which has redeemed me to be bold enough to say what I just said. I have the blood of Jesus. I have the righteousness, the worthiness to say it. Not because I did it, but because Jesus did it for me. And that gives me a confidence that I serve the Master, Jesus. Do you have that confidence? Do you talk that way? Are you bold in your prayer? Or do you feel beat up, tired, exhausted? <clears throat> Proverbs 4.23 Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the spring of life. What do you believe in your heart? 
Really, what do you believe in your heart? In your heart of hearts, when you're all alone, what do you believe? Do you believe God loves you enough that he wants you to prosper? Do you believe, maybe maybe you feel deserted and, and alone. Maybe someone, maybe you came out of a divorce or or maybe you you lost a loved one, you lost your spouse or lost something. And you just feel like you can't figure it out. But yet you have the same connection with God. You're going to, if you know, if you lost someone, you're going to see them again. It's going to happen. That day will come and you will see them again. God Almighty wants you to enjoy your life while you're here and have victory so you can bring that victory with you and explain that it was because of knowing them that you had the strength to move forward. And let them, if you lost someone, let that be a reason you press on harder and stronger. I know it's not easy to be alone, but you have God. We have Jesus. He is the bridegroom. We are the bride. John 17, (laughs) 14 and 15. I have given and delivered to them your word, and the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world, they do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world. This is Jesus talking. Jesus brought the intent of God into the earth so that you and I could get it. So if you're wimping around, blah, 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 blah. If you're sad, get over it. Jesus went to the cross for you. You ought to be proclaiming the victory. If you're weak, get over it. Take on the boldness that Jesus had. He lives in you. Listen, he's coming back. What you call normal in your life is never coming back. Jesus is coming back. What are you going to do? Are you going to be the one that says, you know what, Lord? Uh, It was rough down here. So I kind of like buried my talent so no one would really know I was a Christian. And, uh, and, I, and I got it here. Everything you gave me, I got it. And, 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 and Jesus says, what are you doing? I gave you that talent so you could use it. There are those who bury their talent. There are those who use their talent. It's time for all Christians, all hands on deck, to use your talent. If you've been wondering if God has a plan for you going forward, I want to reassure you today. Not only does he absolutely have a plan, (coughs) he's waiting for you and asking, calling for you to wake up and use that plan, get into the plan, so that he could use you. All hands on deck. I'm coming back. Jesus is coming back. Soon. Oh, very soon. No time to take a vacation. You'll have plenty of time for that. 
<laughs> when you're traveling through the universe with your loved ones, talking about all the victories that you have here on earth or had here on earth. So what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to mope? Are you going to continue to wonder? Are you going to continue to be lied to about God's will? Are you going to hide your talent? Or are you going to be one of the all hands on deck? The remnant, the church, who is using everything God's given them, taking every every step you can take, and then take one more. And Luke 8, 27 and 28, And now when Jesus stepped out on land, there met him a certain man of the town who had and was possessed by demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he lived not in a house but in the tombs. <coughs> and when he, when he saw Jesus... He raised a deep, terrible cry. can only imagine what that sounded like. From the depths of his throat and fell down before him in terror, in terror, and shouted loudly, What have you to do with me, son Jesus, son of the Most High God? What have we in common? I beg you, do not torment me. Now, how did he know? He didn't. The demon inside of him knew. The demons in this earth know because they were in heaven where Jesus ruled over all because of God being in him. And they saw Jesus, this saw him and said, oh my gosh, God, the Lord God is here. What are you doing? And of course, Jesus spoke to him, told him to get out. <laughs> and he showed us that, that we can do that. That doesn't mean you have to go fighting with demons. They're beaten. Jesus beat them. You can't beat a demon. But they're defeated. All you got to do is exercise your right as a joint heir with Christ. Matthew 26, 52 and 53, Jesus said to them, Put your sword back in its place, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you suppose that I cannot appeal to my father? and he will immediately provide me with more than 12 legions or more than 80,000 angels? All right, so what I want to say is, and I know we all as Christians all mean well, and Christians ought to be involved in everything, from the school board through politics all the way up. But this government, it doesn't matter who was in there, it matters who got prayed in there. If the church was doing their job and believing and not putting God out, but keeping God in all that we do, whether it be the schools or any law, then we would see an instant turnaround in this country. But until, and it isn't going to be a man, one man, you put in office, it's going to take the church supporting that man, praying diligently day in, day out for that man and that government. And right now, it doesn't matter who is in office or who the judges are. Pray. Take authority and pray. Decree 
not once, but daily, but hourly. That's what you're called to do. God is your source. He will supply all you need. Your job is to be spiritually taking control of this world. Spiritually, you are a spirit being. Words are spirit. When you speak them, they affect the spirit world. 99% of everything Jesus did, he said. <clears throat> it's a spirit world. We have been given dominion over it. How do you change the rules? You pray. You use prayer. Not weak prayer. Strong prayer based on the fact that you are in right standing with God because he made you that way. He gave it to you through Jesus. What are you going to do? Organize prayer groups. Organize regional prayer groups. Organize strategic governmental prayer groups. And when a Christian candidate is running... Organize the prayer group that supports that candidate and protects them and supplies them. But Art, I'm too busy working, making a living. Okay? That's why I'm telling you that living is not your source. God is your source. God is your source. You want to see the world change? It's Christian time. Christians will change it. Jesus is coming back. I believe that we will see the change go in the right direction, but not without organized effort by every Christian. And that's what it's calling for. And release those angels. Dispatch them. Jesus said he could call for 80,000 angels. Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't you doing that? Maybe you are. Maybe you just need one more person in agreement with you. So we need to do that. Psalm 34, 6 and 7. <clears throat> this poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, and each of them he delivers. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear the Lord. Do you have an angel encamping around you? Yes, okay. Why then is anything out of order in your life? Let's get it straightened out. Let's find out what it takes for that angel to straighten everything out. Jesus handled everything from storms to, he just showed us how to live. 1 Peter 3.12, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God. Is that you? Well, I don't know, Art. I don't keep the commandments all the time. It's not that. It's confessing your sin, accepting the the re having the repentive heart, accepting what Jesus did. Now you're in right standing. You're never going to be in more right standing than when you accepted him and repent of your sins. But the face of the Lord is against those who practice evil, who oppose them to frustrate and defeat them. So those that are in government or anywhere that are bringing evil or trying to bring evil on people, God's face is against them. 
and he needs you and I to carry out his will, which is to take dominion over the earth and teach the gospel, not be afraid to. <laughs> At first, they just wanted prayer out of the school. Now they want it out of the earth. That's what Satan's goal has been all along. If he can get Christians to stop praying, stop being obvious in the workplace because it offends someone else, then he has succeeded. Are you one of those that will allow the will of God to be put under a rock? Will you? Are you one of the ones who will bury your talent, your gift? And then when Jesus returns, says, well, I made it to the end. Now, here's my talent back. I didn't do much with it, but I got it. Let me tell you, he will not be happy with that. He gave each one of us a gift. Use the gift. Proclaim the gospel. Bring the good news. And most of all, live out your destiny. God is your source. Don't look at the dot. Don't look at what you don't have. That's the dot. Look at what God has given you. Focus on Him. He is our source. There is nothing that He will not provide. He's already created the quantum system, the quantum world, to provide every single thing that you will ever want or need. But you have not asked. You have not because you ask not. And if you did ask... You asked amiss. Know who you are in right standing with God and be bold and live out your destiny here on earth by being all in with the Lord. No time left, guys. All hands on deck. It's time for the Word of God to live its full life in you so others can proclaim and see the victory that you are experiencing. We'll see you again next week, hopefully, on All In with the Lord. Have a great week. Be blessed and pray. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.